Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 180 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Mandy Potter. Mandy is an absolute powerhouse. She is a tech entrepreneur. She supports women in their startups. She is part co-owner of Camp Soberish. She is a mom. She is a wife. She is someone who is dealing with chronic illness. And on this episode, we talk all about her relationship with alcohol and actually how her chronic illness jump-started her sobriety journey. This is such a fantastic episode. Let's get into it. At A Sober Girl's Guide, we got your back, and so does Exact Nature. Their safe, all-natural, CBD-based products are specially formulated to help you face the unique challenges of getting and staying sober. Whether it's curbing those cravings, wrangling in those changes in moods, or helping you get a better night's sleep. To learn more about their products and commitment to helping you in your recovery, visit exactnature.com. What I love about Exact Nature is they are produced and formulated by people who are in recovery themselves. It is 100% safe and natural to your recovery journey. Head to exactnature.com and use discount code SOBERGIRL20 for 20% off your order. Mandy, what is going on? Hey, I'm very happy to be here. I'm stoked to see you. Like we were just saying, I'm stoked to see you kind of in the flesh, not in the flesh, but moving. Yeah, virtually. (laughs) Our our interactions thus far have just been like Instagram DMing. So it's fun to actually chat over video. Yeah, definitely. Me too. I'm so excited. And I'm so, I'm so, I want to hear your story. I mean, I definitely have been following you and your gorgeous family (laughs) might I add oh my gosh your little baby I just want to kiss her yeah Um, I can talk about her all day long oh (laughs) she's gorgeous 
like gorgeous. I mean, you guys have such a fantastic little family and I want to, I definitely want to touch on that. I mean, you're such a multi-hyphenated, incredible um, woman and I want to talk about all that, but I want to talk about how, how you were before sobriety. So what was Mandy, BS Mandy, what was she like? Give it to me straight. Okay, well, we probably don't have enough time, so I'll give you, like, the Coles notes <laughs> of BS Mandy. Um, but I would say, I, you know what, I'll start kind of from the beginning. So okay. I actually started doing drugs before I ever started drinking. Like, I didn't even mm. really like drinking. Yeah. Uh, so I was kind of, like, and it, I did, like, a huge 180. So I was, like, like popular, like, straight-A student, like, top, like, sports person, like, all through junior high and high school. Yeah. Uh, dated the most popular boys which is hilarious now yeah <laughs> and then I actually got into a bad car accident so for the first time in my life I couldn't play sports Ooh. and so I was like I had all this free time like it was mm. the strangest feeling in the world and so I think a lot of like these feelings came up like just from like childhood and then the fact that I was gay and I always kind of mm. knew I was gay like if you look back on my diaries it's like me writing about girls like with their names spelled backwards like as if oh yeah. so I always knew why uh, spelled backwards like in case was, anyone read it or exactly. it was me being sneaky yeah oh wow yeah. okay so it, it's funny when you go back and look at it so I think all these feelings were coming up yeah I started exploring the idea of like being queer and then I don't even know I think it was my best friend at the time that kind of like started being introduced to drugs and so I got introduced to drugs yeah so it's just like like the first thing I ever did before like smoking weed or drinking alcohol was ketamine which is pretty insane whoa (laughs) just go right for it okay for it Uh, and so like long story short I dropped out of high school um my girlfriend at the time was moving to Vancouver to go to school here okay. and so I was like, okay I guess I'll drop out and move there and so I ended up that and it was honestly at this point it was kind of like me trying to escape drugs too like sure was, I'm from Edmonton it's a bad scene there um yeah. especially the queer like we all know the queer community can be very uh just dangerous when it comes to alcohol and drugs and the party scene and blah 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 blah, blah. but Edmonton Oof. is like tenfold yeah so I moved here it did help me get away from drugs but that's kind of when I was introduced to drinking mm-hmm. uh, and so like me like drinking Mandy was just like not the coolest person like she was a lot of fun she sure the good time yeah uh, and at this point like I didn't really do a ton of drugs I kind of had let th- let that go but I could stay up till later than everyone doing drugs just drinking uh oh. Yeah, okay. but she was like kind of a crappy person sometimes. She wouldn't always be the nicest to her partners. Mm-hmm. She was kind of a dick sometimes. She would do things she would never normally ever think of doing, like sober as a sober person, which I'm sure a ton of us can relate to. Definitely. Um, and so it kind of got to a point where I knew that it never sat well with me. I had really bad anxiety when I drank, and my hangovers were like such bad anxiety, but I just couldn't stop the cycle. Yeah. Um, and then I, my best friend died and that sort of spent me, like sent me on a spiral. Like I would like stay up drinking by myself till 5am and like all this stuff, which just, I never really did before. I wasn't like an alone drinker, but I was definitely a drinker. Yeah. And so after that, I kind of got a hold of it. Once I started like more intensive therapy and stuff, I kind of got a hold of my drinking, but I was still like 
multiple times a week, drinking way too much. The hangovers were unbearable. And right. then at the beginning of 2020, like literally March 2020, I got so sick that I almost died. Um, and I had a Whoa. nine month recovery. So it was like, what? Walk again, learning how to talk, learning how to eat, learning how to like do everything. Like I was like a baby. Um, and so what that, happened? So I had necrotizing pancreatitis. Okay. Um, so what, what is that? My pancreas was dying essentially, which is just a major organ. Oof. And from that, I had infections that had burst and attached to other organs. I had blood clots. I had, but oh. like, I could talk about, I had a feeding tube for a month. I was in the hospital. What? Yeah. I was in the hospital for a month straight without visitors because it was COVID, just like laying oh. there and deteriorating. Um, so I finally got home, had a nine month recovery. Yeah. Most depressed I've ever been in my entire life. Like it was probably the only time I've ever thought of having like suicidal thoughts, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then once I started getting a little bit better, I obviously at this point hadn't smoked or drank in a very long time. Yeah. You know, like life kind of seems better without that. Like maybe I'll continue mm. this for a little bit. So yeah. I I feel like I owe a lot to getting sick. Like it was the hardest thing I'd ever gone through, but I actually think it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Uh, Cause it kickstarted like my sobriety journey, which I always knew I had to do, but it's really mm. hard if you don't have a reason to do it. So whether it's like, yeah, oh, like, I'm going to break up with you unless you quit or it's your right. family giving you an intervention or it's like you hitting rock bottom or getting really sick. Like it's so hard to make that decision without something propelling it. Um, right and so who knows how long how much longer I would have drank for um mm -hmm. but that's so I was always a smoker too um okay full like pack a day smoker which is so weird to think about now <laughs> wait so the smoking stopped too you didn't yeah. just so it was wow. like turkey everything um wow. and so it was like I said I, I feel very grateful that that happened to me and then it was I I mean I technically could start drinking and smoking if I wanted to but right it's just it's just not a part of my life I'm so much happier without it my mental health is so much better I don't think I would have my daughter if I was still drinking like it probably wouldn't have been something in my mind of like let's get pregnant now um so interesting think, yeah so I think like I always wanted kids but I don't think it necessarily would have happened now um okay we just we drank a lot like we would go out a ton and like mm -hmm. all this stuff and my partner has like completely slowed down too since I did yeah. um which I've I've heard happens I've I've heard like with other sober people that their partners kind of chill out too once they do yeah um and so we just like kind of started on like this new journey where we're like let's like buckle down and save a house and start a family and like all these things where wow it was just like a complete flip to kind of what we were doing before um what so was yeah. your life like before like were you guys out all the time like I, I assume your priorities were different yeah they, they were different in a sense of like we're both very social people but mm -hmm. we went out a ton and we drank a ton um I'd actually moved to San Francisco right before the pandemic hit so oh, I was wow. living back to San Francisco my partner was going to come until we could figure out like visa things but then obviously I got very very sick and so we did ended up not doing that um mm -hmm. also it made it very difficult to do something like that mm -hmm. 
And so I think our lives are just kind of like more all over the place. Like we're like, yeah, let's move to San Francisco. Yeah, let's go party. Yeah, let's like, we're just like kind of crazy. And then like, and I think this happened to a lot of people through COVID where they're like, oh, maybe like, I feel like there's going to be a COVID baby boom. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. I I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, the slow life is actually kind of nice. It's amazing. And so I think that it just I don't think it's a slow life. I feel like it's more of an intentional life. Yeah, I agree with that. Because like if we're actually like slowing down and actually thinking and putting intention behind, like, okay, well, if we keep going down this path, like this is what we're gonna get. Right. Mm -hmm. But if we like you and your partner did, if we're like, okay, actually, let's have like some set goals. Let's start saving for like shit we actually want. Let's start, you know, building a family. What does that even look like? It's not like it just, I I think that, you know, people on Instagram and watching people through pictures, they're like, oh, you know, they just did this and all of a sudden they got all these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah, there's, there's a little more legs behind that, you know, it's a little more intention. Yeah. So slowing down is great is yeah, allows you to have that intention. I agree. And I do, I do think that a lot of things that happen with us, like we, we within a six month span, we got engaged, bought a house and got pregnant. So and all <laughs> of those things had a lot of intention. When, when I was really sick, yeah. I remember calling my mom and I was like, if I survive, I'm, I'm proposing to Christine. Like, I just like knew it. And then the house just kind of like fell because we actually rented our home prior. And the landlord, if you're going to approach our landlord and be like, would you ever sell? And he actually came to us and was like, do you want to buy this place? And we're like, yes. And then the baby kind of like fell into place too, where obviously as a queer couple, it's very intentional to have a baby. Like you can't have an oopsie <laughs> yeah it's hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can try but no yeah. and I, I always told my partner I was like if you when you're ready just let me know and yeah. one day she was like I think I'm ready and I'm like perfect I know exactly what how we're doing it what we're doing like I already had it kind of like set out just waiting yeah, yeah. Um, and so it I do agree with that is that you put a lot more intention into things when you slow down a little bit because you're you really have to think about it right you're not doing things yeah. on a whim um especially we're on my- autopilot totally yeah like we're on autopilot ooh, like what 70 80 percent of the time yeah yeah definitely and then with a sober mind too like that's yes. also, i think that changes a lot too where there's no cloudiness of like maybe thinking something's better than it is or thinking mm. something's shittier than it is you know it's like it's just kind of what it is it is um and I think interesting yeah that makes sense to you like I feel like for me whenever I like say you're drinking or you're hungover or whatever like things are either amazing or they're like horrible a lot of the times (laughs) yeah it's definitely never in the middle yeah it's very extreme yeah totally okay Yeah. yeah that that makes sense so yeah that I feel like that was a very long answer to that question but um to like circle back yeah like Yes, Mandy was not someone I ever want to be again. If I if I had mm. to put it in one sentence, yeah, is that I love this Mandy way more than I enjoyed that. I'm not gonna say I didn't love that Mandy because I did. Yeah, but I didn't like some of her actions, and I just didn't think that they were truly who I was. Mm. 
I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. Definitely. Yeah. What have you gained? What have you gained from going sober? so much like I don't even know where to start like I said I don't think that I would have the family I have had yeah. I not um I think eventually it would have happened I'm sure I like I said I've always wanted kids but mm-hmm. it, I feel like it sort of kick-started creating the family that we knew we've always wanted um yeah. and it was just obviously at perfect timing because we got the most perfect baby out of it yes you did <laughs> Um, I think that it it forced me to slow down in the sense of which I kind of want to give props to being sick, but I'm also going to say being sober is that okay. I was so go, go, go. I've always owned my own company since I was 19, yeah. worked seven days a week, 14 hour days. It's just what I did. And sure. then I wasn't working, I was drinking. And so it's uh. right where I now have like my first job ever because I was like I can my body and my mind can't handle that stress at this point in my life yeah. so once I recovered I actually like took my first job okay. uh, how was that it's great like yeah. it's amazing because for the first time I can like read a book on the weekend or mm-hmm. like it's not I can t- shut down at 5 p.m yeah. like you, there's so much more freedom in like the stress-free life of just like being an employee versus being an employer sure Um, and I I find myself very lucky because I I'm I'm the chief revenue officer of a software company now but I so I have a lot of freedom like creative freedom to like make any decision I pretty much want but I don't have to deal with the stress that my lovely amazing CEO has to (laughs) (laughs) nice I feel like I have like a very beautiful balance in my life for the first time yeah Um, which I think that I I thought I used to thrive off of chaos and I realized that it was actually killing me and I think that Mm. it almost did kill me um through over drinking because I I would contribute me getting sick to like having a binge weekend right before it happened um okay I think there is another reason why I like it was already brewing in there. Sure. But from what I understand from my specialists is that I did have kind of a binge weekend right before where I was like drinking a ton and smoking a ton and eating really shitty. And then I got very sick. Um, and so I think that it gave me health. Like I work out all the time now. I yeah. cook almost every single meal. I never did that crap before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah balance so like getting sick and being sober just gave me balance in life which I've never had like ever since I was a kid I've never had it yeah definitely and I I love that balance some might see that as boring Mm -hmm. I see it as peace yeah like you don't know what peace is it's like 
it's unbelievable. It, it's something I, I was just like you too. I thought I, I was addicted to the drama, the ups and downs, you know, the, the pressure that I would put on myself because no one else put pressure on me except for me. Um, tell me about your relationship and how that changed. You said that Christine also kind of, uh, not, not got sober, but like stopped drinking as much along yeah. with you. Yeah, I, our relationship changed a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, I think that we we didn't have, like, an unhealthy relationship for the first couple of years, but it wasn't the healthiest. And I think that many people can relate to the fact that, like, if you have two people in a relationship that drink, you're going to fight more than if you have two sober people. Like, it's just how it Yep. Or if you have one drinking person and one sober person who's gonna be like, I'm not gonna get involved in this, yep. you're gonna fight less. So they said that we had an unhealthy relationship, but I see it as unhealthy just compared to what we have now. Because totally. we have a much healthier relationship where we and and again it comes to like balance. Like I think that through having a kid, obviously our life changed a lot where we don't go out every day, not to say that we would even want to do that anymore, but it would be like, I'll yeah. go to like, like the other week I went to like a sober party and then she'll go and like hang out with friends and have drinks and like, we'll do something separate and then we'll do things together and then we'll do things as a family. And yeah. so I think that like, we're finding a different kind of like balance and a new normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our, our, our relationship just in general just got so much stronger and so much healthier when booze was taken out of the equation. Um, she still drinks, like she still will have like glasses of wine, but yeah, she doesn't drink to the point that she used to. I obviously don't drink. Yeah. And so we just, and we find like new things to do. Like we're always like, we bought like yearly passes to the art gallery and we go to the aquarium a lot. And like we travel a, a ton still, like we, we just do different things and it's, it's weird how much you realize your life was like so surrounded by alcohol when you take it out of the mm-hmm. equation. Like you're like, holy crap, like everywhere I went and everything I did, I was like, will there be alcohol? Like, what am I gonna drink tonight? Are yeah. we gonna be drinking? And what kind? Yeah. 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 Like it was just and now it's like you just do so much more. Like we had our first sober trip to Mexico um, nice about a year ago. And yeah. She was pregnant so she was sober obviously and i wasn't yeah. drinking and we had a full first fully sober trip and when we think about like we used to go to mexico five times a year together and it was yeah. always drinking the whole time and smoking and like going to like clubs and parties and stuff like that yeah and we just like did different things like we actually saw the city that i've been to 30 times i saw the city for the first time no you know? yeah so it was like we we just had these different experiences and we had so much fun like yeah just as much fun, if not more, than when we used to go there and drink. Definitely. Uh, so I think that like our relationship got definitely a lot stronger, a lot healthier, and more exciting because we just mm. shit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. More exciting. You yeah. know, I, Mandy, listening to you talk about like, you know, how sobriety has changed your life. What do you think you were getting from alcohol when you were drinking? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. 
My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. It's honestly, I've thought about that question myself, and I don't think that I actually was getting well, obviously, I wasn't getting anything from it, but what I thought I was getting, I'm not sure yeah. because I've never been a socially anxious person, which I think okay. a lot of people drink because of that. Like, sure. I know that, like, even through um, my partner's pregnancy, it was actually like a really good um, sort of like exposure therapy for her to be like, oh, going to all these like social events without having a couple of drinks first she's like oh I can do it and I was like you totally can do it totally. um, and so for, but for me I never felt like I needed it to be social I never I don't get anxious a lot in like social sure. gatherings um I, I, I have such a hard time answering that question because I also yeah. don't think that even at the time I thought I would have more fun necessarily I think it, it was just something that you do like it's just it's just what you do and it's just there and you just drink and you keep drinking like I I don't know honestly what I was getting from it and Mm -hmm. I I don't I think the answer is obvious that it was nothing um Mm. but yeah I honestly I have such a hard time answering that question because I I just I truly don't think I was getting anything from it yeah I mean sometimes you know a lot of people get away from their emotions Mm mm-hmm I think that actually that's a good point. So when when my friend passed away, yeah, I actually drank more so that I could feel more. So it's all ah. so I think that like I like, would so you could express your emotions yeah. and be sad and be okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think that that's that yeah. might have been one of the reasons why I used to drink is that it's not that I have a hard time expressing my emotions, but at, there'd be points where I was like, I need yeah. to cry, and it would be hard yeah. to get years out and so I'd be like okay I'm just gonna sit and listen to sad fucking music and I'm gonna drink like 10 coronas and then I'm gonna cry yeah and yeah yeah and, that would work. and so there was a period of time where I was spiraling a lot with alcohol and it was after he had passed away yeah. and that is what actually like helped me to get it all out like release time to like it was so bottled yeah um, like there's a period when I first found out he passed away like I just lost it immediately and then I felt like I couldn't mm. cry for a while and so I think mm. that's why I would use alcohol as a way to just like vomit it all up almost yeah that yeah. makes total sense I mean gosh we're so many people are so used to like layering and, and covering up these emotions that they get packed down there and it's so hard it's like just these like layers of sediment on top of each other and it's so hard to even like access what's going on and and what's happening when you change your relationship with alcohol you realize you have so many hours in the day 
I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. These emotions. So yeah, it sounds like alcohol was a release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. For sure it was. And, and like yeah. I said, I worked now I'm kind of backtracking to me saying that I didn't know why or what I got for alcohol because I, yeah. I, I could figure it out if I unpacked it a little more. But sure. because I used to work so much and work very intense hours. And like I said, my whole life was kind of like working or it was drinking. Is mm-hmm. that I think that was like my only chill time. Like I was like, okay, I'm working so much. Now I got to go have beer or just drink beer while I was working. Yeah. Uh, and so it was the only way that I kind of was able to like chill when I wasn't working. Okay. So would you also think of it as a reward? Kind of. Yeah. Okay. It was also just, I think it was just my best friend. It was like, you're yeah. coming, I get you afterwards, but I also get you before and I'll get you during work. So I don't necessarily think it was a reward. It was just like, okay. we're just, we're in it together, bud. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was your companion to power through. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And I think it, I, I also believe that I thought it made me creative too. Like oh. times that my, so my brother and I owned our first company together um, yeah. and we had it for years and we would just sit there and just like chain smoke and drink so many beers and like come up with all this crazy shit, which yeah. I'm sure we thought was amazing. And some of it was, Yeah, but I think that we would use those like drinking sessions to be like super creative. Totally. Creative. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I used to be a DJ and I used to like drink heavily when I was working, obviously. Um, and one time my, my set was recorded and I listened and I was smashed and I thought this was the best set of my life. Right. Like I'm like, oh my god I don't even need to edit this like I'm just gonna put this right up on SoundCloud it's gonna be great (laughs) it was garbage it was freaking horrible and I don't know how I got hired in the first place and how I continued to work as a DJ like so funny embarrassing if I was at that club I would have been like no sweetheart you're Mm -hmm. mm -mm." go home yeah yeah, like, you gotta go. one of those hooks on the stage and just like 
Yankarov. Oh, it's funny how we get like this like elevated sense of self when we're drinking. Oh, yeah, we're like, oh, I'm the shit. Like you like walk into the club and you're like, everyone thinks I'm so hot and I'm so cool and like all this <laughs> stuff. And really, you're probably like falling and slurring and like yeah, it is, it's so your strange. face is red. Like yeah. your shit is not together at yeah. all. Like you have like beer all over your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> It is the strangest thing. Yeah, it is not not cute. Yeah. I guess that's why they call it liquid courage or liquid po- confidence because it's just this like yeah inflated sense of self that like doesn't exist. Like it is it is yeah. like, probably doing the exact opposite of what you think. <laughs> I mean, I think these little parts of us, like when we are drinking, I think they do exist like mm-hmm. naturally within us, and maybe. Yes, of course, alcohol will maybe like take the top off like a pressure cooker almost, right? And maybe you'll show up in not the best way that you want to be. But I think deep down, like those thoughts and feelings are still there. Yeah. I think alcohol, like it just comes out in a not favorable way for yourself. Totally. Yeah. But it comes out. Yeah, it does come out. And like you said, likely not in the right way like I know that I've never been a very confrontational person mm-hmm. if I was super drunk I would kind I could I could kind of be but it was likely in a very rude or shitty way whereas now mm. I weirdly become more confrontational like I have like yeah. all these boundaries that I did not have before where I was like yeah. oh you don't cross that boundary or that one and I'm like fighting off like all these things um and but I can do it in a very gentle way, like because it's again yes. back to the intentional, right? It's like yeah. it's an intentional boundary. So I'm like, I've thought about it, I've talked about it in therapy, I've decided how I'm gonna express it and how I'm gonna keep that boundary, and then I'm gonna properly like administer it. So I'm like, hey yeah. friend, or hey family member, or hey partner, or hey whatever, my dog, whoever it is. <laughs> like yeah. I'm like no, you've actually crossed my boundary. It hurt my feelings because of this, this, and this. And I would appreciate if in the future this would happen. And people are quite receptive to that. Like they're yeah. like, well, I had no idea because they generally don't. They're not no. to hurt you. Totally. Uh, whereas if you're drunk and you're like, you're a fucking asshole, you do this to me, then they're going to yeah. get defensive and like their, their hairs on their back go up. And then you guys just get into a crazy fight and everyone's wrong. And you never solve anything. Yeah. <laughs> Rinse and repeat. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 And you don't have to like be a bully or be mean about it. Like, I think the most, the most people are afraid of setting boundaries because they don't want to be mean. Yeah, totally. And you just described it perfectly. Like, you don't have to be mean. It's like, I'm setting this boundary for the greater good of our relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. Because like, I want to still be in this. I want this to work. Yeah. Not because I'm stonewalling you. Like. Yeah. yeah you're doing it for the greater good i love that yeah totally so cool mm-hmm. uh mandy i want to talk a little bit about camp soberish how did this come about so i feel like it wasn't until the last let's say like four or five months that mm-hmm. i was like i need some sober friends like i don't think i have a single one and every yeah. time i go with my friends it's of course surrounded with alcohol And I was like, there's a sober community out there and there's probably a queer sober community out there that I'm just not tapping into. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so I was sitting at my cabin and there's a pool out there and I was just like laying around the pool. And I was like, I wish I could do this with sober people, you know, like where we could like drink mocktails and like go swimming in the pool. And then I was like, yeah. oh my God, what if I did like a sober summer camp where we like play games, like a camp when you're a child and like we have like a pool party and like there's mocktails and we like sing campfire songs like around the campfire at night and all this stuff. And then I messaged two of my friends who are soberish. Yeah. Um, and I was like, do you guys want to do this with me? And they're like, fuck yeah. And so <laughs> that's kind of how it started. It's unfortunately this first one was what it wasn't invite only, but it was I needed to at least everyone at least had to be kind of vouched because it was on my private property. So I didn't sure. want like a bunch of random people showing up. Yeah. Um, but it's supposed to be like the first test one. So there's probably cool. like 25 to 30 of us. Um, wow. Yeah. And then everyone was like camping on the ground and we okay. literally did everything I mentioned. We like, we had, my friend is like a beautiful singer and like plays guitar. And so she was playing guitar and singing around the campfire and everyone was singing along. Cute. And then we had like pool parties. We had like a whole mocktail bar section. Oh. Uh, we played a bunch of games like potato sack races and like egg on a spoon and all those like cheeky games from when you're a kid, like tug of war and stuff. Yeah. Like relay um, races yeah, yeah that. <laughs> love it yeah and then like had like prizes at the end like little medals for everyone um and it was just like it was so nice and my yeah. partner and um a couple of the other people that came were like partners of sober people mm -hmm. and so that was kind of like probably their first experience like that being sober and they're like oh interesting yeah and they're like I didn't even think about alcohol because when you're not around it and you're not around people doing it yeah like, you're like I didn't even think about it like they were they had such mm. a good time um and so our, our hope is that like each year we can have at least like a summer camp like I would love to have one that's like 200 people and we rent out like a huge like campground um yeah that would be cool yeah, and have it like open. Um, because we we started getting so many messages. I don't know how people found us, but like people yeah. being like, Can I come to Hope? Like I'll fly in for it and like all the What? They're like, I've never heard of something like this. Like this is amazing. And so yeah. we just got such crazy feedback that I'm hoping our next one can be like a lot bigger, a lot like anyone can come. Yeah. Uh, that type of thing. But it was it was so much fun. And the first one was was a good success. That is so great to hear. I love that idea. I know you definitely invited me and I I'm not a great camper. So yeah. I really did I did you and everyone a favor. Yeah. Um but that's not to say that like I can't get into it. I would love to like build my camping skills. Oh, really? so I would I would definitely be into coming in the future. I love love that idea and I'm so happy that it was so successful for you that yeah. is that 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 is so cool just like to see everyone that interested in it yeah yeah and it was just like I think more things are starting to happen like more sober parties are happening around Vancouver and I yeah. know there's lots of other cities in North America that are already doing such a good job of this um that you know we can take a lot from it but I hope that we just keep seeing more and more events, like whether it's annual events or whether it's monthly events where sober people can get together. And I know that yeah. you guys obviously put put stuff on, um, but I just hope that it keeps growing. And because it's it's so needed, like 
it's it's not even just that it like can feel lonely but it's mm-hmm. also that it's boring like I don't want to sit on like a patio while everyone gets drunk every single yeah. time hang out with my friends you know like totally boring like I tap out after hour two or three and I'm like okay peace out yeah (laughs) because you know what's gonna happen right like the same old conversations happen the same old shit happens it's like what's the point yeah what's the point it's it's fun that's why I always do like the two or three hour tap out because like yeah people are fun until then and then it starts getting like repetitive and then like the like shots might start coming out or something and I'm like okay Mm -hmm. we're good yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely Mandy, can you give someone who may be listening, who's maybe thinking of getting sober, um, any words of advice? Um, I mean, I can. I think that like every individual situation is so different. Like my best words of advice is literally that life is so much better without alcohol or drugs. Like it just is. And I know it's hard to believe that, yeah. because especially if you've been doing it your entire teenage, maybe adulthood like it's all you've ever really known mm-hmm. you think you might be you know left in the dust with your friends you might have FOMO you think that it's the only way to have fun and I think that all sober people can tell you that that's bullshit and mm-hmm. that life is actually better without substances which is like I I know because if someone were to tell me this like five years ago I'd probably be like go screw yourself like that's yeah. insane like and I find it strange that the only like if we think about any other substance, like if we think about like cocaine or crack or meth or heroin or anything, it's like anyone that does those drugs has a problem. Sure. But if we think about alcohol, anyone that doesn't drink has a problem. And then they're like, what's mm-hmm. wrong? And it's like, why is alcohol yeah. the only drug or the only substance that we think that is more normalized to do than the rest of them? When it's actually yeah. just as destructive for your body and oh for yeah and for your surroundings yep um, and so I I mean like I said the best piece of advice I can give is just that it literally life is actually better it's funner it's cleaner like the thought of like putting a cigarette and like a shot of tequila in my body feels like my everything would just like twist and churn and I would throw up and I would like pass out or something like it just seems so weird to me at this point um where it's weird that like poisoning my body was so normal before yeah Um, but yeah I think that like it's it's about baby steps it's about like finding if you could find support prior to getting sober like I think that would be really helpful um you can try to surround yourself around sober people so you can start talking about wanting to become sober or soberish yeah support when you do it because it's going to be hard if you're only surrounded by drinkers um Totally. naturally people are going to be like just have one or like you don't have a problem or you know, whatever the case may be so I think just find support find community and just know that your life will be better like actually I swear to you it will be better <laughs> I, I I can attest to that I can yeah double down on that for sure <laughs> yep. two for two here so it has to yeah. be real. It's it's real. Yeah, it's definitely real. Uh, Mandy, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Kid Warhol. Uh, you can also follow Camp Soberish at Camp Soberish. Yeah, um, stay yeah. connected to get updates about the next summer camp or whatever camp you guys are planning. I can't wait for that. Yes, definitely. 
Awesome, Mandy. Thank you so much for sharing your story, your experience, and your knowledge with us. It's been so great to chat with you. No problem. Thank you for having me. It was lots of fun. How fantastic is Mandy? As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your feedback about the podcast. We love to see your comments. Remember, sharing is caring. If you have a friend, a loved one who needs to hear something in this episode, share it their way. Sharing is caring. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide. And don't forget about the blog. Head to asobergirlsguide.com. We got your back at every stage of your booze-free journey. From challenges, workbooks, to Sober Girl merch, we got your back. Head to asobergirlsguide.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.